Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam Chop, and today with me is Mr. Craig with Define Fitness out of Albertson, New York. Craig, how's it going, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. Uh, appreciate right, taking the time to get on our show and talk everything fitness and you know business more per se, but um, we appreciate having you. So, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How's the weather over there? Weather is cold and it's going to get colder. <laughs> I know we're getting, we're getting that big like ice front from the West sliding on down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Friday and Saturday is supposed to be like highs of the twenties. Yeah, so right, it's not gonna get that cold here, but it's like 50 now and it's supposed to get low of like 28. So I'm we're gonna feel it, but yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll bundle up, stay warm, get some hot cocoa, you know, whatever you need. Maybe, maybe something else. I don't know, but <laughs> definitely something uh-huh. else. Yes. Um, but all right, man. Well, cool. Well, I'm gonna open it up to the listeners. Um, go ahead and just give us a brief explanation and background on yourself, you know, the the experiences you've had, you know, uh, everything that you've done and, you know, how did you get into Define Fitness? Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, you know, in high school, I was always, you know, athletic, played a lot of sports, played football, lacrosse, track, I ran. Uh, I was definitely, you know, always into fitness and working out. Um, after, you know, school, I actually started, um, my mother, who, who was overweight, I kind of just you know, organically kind of put her on a program, helped her lose like 60 pounds. And at one point I was like, wow, if I can help her to lose weight, you know, I, I should be able to help everybody else. Cause she was a real pain, uh, to the, you know, didn't want to listen, kicking and screaming, but she actually, you know, followed through. So, um, believe it or not years ago, uh, when I first started out, I, I worked at Jenny Craig and I was just kind of like a weight loss consultant, kind of worked my way up through the, through the ranks as far as like manager and, and sales and, and kind of got some good experience there. Uh, from there, I wanted to, you, you know, I got certified to be a, you know, personal trainer. So I, I live out on Long Island. So um, from the, I wanted to work in the city cause that's where like the, the major gyms were kind of got a job uh, full-time working at this uh, one-on-one studio called Casa, uh, which was great. It was real high end, um, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, taking clients to central park and running with them and, you know, then coming back to the gym and doing, doing personal training with them, you know, so it was a real great experience. Uh, the reason why I left there was kind of the commute, you know, I was driving in early, you know, and then kind of waiting through the day for clients and, you know, so you're in there early, you know, five 30, you know, not getting home too late and then kind of, you know, back, back at it again. So, uh, in 2000, I went to a gym that was opening up. It was another one-on-one studio called Personal Training Studio. Uh, happened to, you know, walk in, met the owner, click with the owner. And uh, in December of 2000, was uh, started working right from day one when the, uh, the, the gym opened and uh, became his manager uh, for about three years, uh, till a little over three years till 2004. Uh, you know, was his manager, top trainer there. Then he came to me one day, said, Hey, you know, I want to get out of the business. I want you to, you know, I think it'd be a good opportunity for you to buy. So I did that. Um, so in 2004, bought, bought the business, changed the name at some point to define fitness. 
And, you know, in 2011, we kind of outgrew our space. And from there, we moved over to Albertson. Um, and, you know, from 2011, been here. So, uh, you, you know, that's that that that's the <laughs> the evolution of uh, where we are. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, bl- bless you for uh, getting you know, your, um, excuse me, uh, mom on track to, uh, you know, the fitness program and everything, you know. Um, yeah I've uh I try to do that and it's just like you know it's like um what do they call it? it's like being a dead horse I guess in a way um <laughs> so you know you can uh you can preach and preach and you know help and you know give a little nudges and stuff right there but you know if uh if they don't want to do it they don't want to do it <laughs> yeah absolutely you, you know now now I've learned you know that was when I'm, I was a little younger now I've I've kind of pushed it off I have a trainer who goes to her house to take yeah. care of that you know so I, I'm out of I'm out of it now you're, you're in direct communication you tell the trainer <laughs> hey, tell tell her this 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 <laughs> you know, I, I know what's better for me there you go there you go. exactly cool man um yeah well uh uh one other like like personal question before, you know, about the business before we get in is, you know, how did you come up with the name Define Fitness? You know, like what was your, you know, inspiration or, you know, theory behind that? You know what we, uh, at the time I was, I was looking to expand and to do another, another facility. So I actually hired a marketing company and told them, you know, certain things that I was looking for in a name and, you know, a, a marketing company actually came up with it and they came up with the acronym. Um, you know, it's, you know, Define Fitness is Dedicated Individual Fitness um, Instruction, Nutrition and Exercise. So, you, you know, um, it, they, they they actually came up with it. So I can't I can't take the credit for that one. Okay. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, you know, good, good, good acronym. You know, it's, if it works, it works. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Cool, man. Um, so let's, let's talk about Define. You know, um, I know we were talking just before this. You said right now your current facility is about 5,700 square feet. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a full-size gym, but basically what I do here is all one-on-one training. So I, I have a staff of about five trainers who work for me, um, you know, full-time. And then I have some other outside trainers who rent my space and bring their clients into my space. Um, so, and then I also have a, you know, physical therapist who, who, uh, rents space for me. Um, and then I have a retail clothing store and a, um, a home decor store who also rents space for me. Okay. So there's like, there's like the, uh, the, the businesses inside the facility. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, and then, you know, so is, you know, with the one-on-one PT, is there, is it, is there like a portion of it, you know, like an open gym concept or is it all like they come in during the staffed hours, you know, the, the trainers come in and they do all the training with the trainers at that time? Yeah. So basically, you know, it's, it's kind of unique because basically like the clients can come in. So, you know, they can come in, train, you know, they're basically training with their trainers uh, out on the gym floor. They can't come in, work out on their own. Um, they can come in and use the cardio machines on their own with no additional charge. You know, they're just paying for their, their training sessions. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't have like an open gym membership. Got it. 
people want to come in and use the cardio machines, then they can, and just the cardio machines, then they can have a, you know, then we have an, an open gym, you know, just a cardio membership, but it's not like, you know, people can work out on their own and lift weights or, you know, use machines. Got it. Nah, no worries. Um, cool. Well, what's the, the member base currently like, you know, at your facility? Yeah. So pr- currently I probably have about 150 members which is, you know, good, you know, it's probably like the sweet spot for me um, right now, you know, during COVID, we obviously took a huge hit uh, and probably spent the last, you know, like year and a half trying to build back up um, and also, you know, just kind of readjusted and, you know, things that weren't working, I kind of mixed, you know, kind of got rid of, and I just feel like I kind of just running a much, you know, tighter, more, profitable ship you know since then yeah so talk to me a little bit about you know how's how's the the bounce back been you know you mentioned you know trying different things get rid of some things stuff like that you know what's what's kind of been like the you know the bread and butter for you as far as you know getting back to that pre-covid number yeah so the so the so really basically what what we did was we just you know i mean like everybody else you just wanted to survive through you know, just wanted to get through it through through, through COVID. But, um, you, you know, but basically, um, you know, I don't run. You know, I used to give a lot of specials or or discounts or you know give different rates to different clients. Kind of cut that out, and and I've kind of really weaned out that, and I've really just kind of been a little bit honestly, just more tougher with people like this is the rate it is, you know, there's, you know, this is the package you're buying and, you know, that's it. So, you you know, from there, you're not losing money off of, you know, this session or that session. Um, also, just with the trainers, if they're not performing, you know, unfortunately, you know, there were a couple here or there that you know, just weren't cutting it and just, you know, weren't bringing anything to the, to the table. So, you know, you had to cut cut rid of them you know also you had to just tighten up as far as expenses go um you know just really looking at you know the business and if there are anything you know if there's anything that you didn't need um you know trying to cut back on that as well yeah just you know really like looking at like the 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 nitty-gritty of the things you know the tidying up on like loose ends i guess if you want to call it yeah for sure for sure for sure. But I think the two biggest factors were, uh, you, you know, just getting rid of the people who weren't going to, you know, weren't, weren't going to be here and add anything to, to the staff, right. You know, my staff, fortunately, my staff, you know, I, I've, I've owned this, you know, the gym for 19 years. And I, I believe it or not, I have trainers who've been here for, you know, 18 or 19 years with me. So, um, you know, I believe, you know, my staff is the, you know, the key to success, um, you know, so just, you know, if people weren't on board, then that's, that's when they got to go, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's, you know, you're hundred percent right. It's like, you know, these big, um, not what we won't say global court like style, but it's like these facilities that are doing layoffs. It's like, you know, if you're bottom of the totem pole and they're like, well, we can get away without this person, you know, guess what's going to happen. It's yeah. You know, it yeah. just, and it's a more, you know, dynamic or more uh intricate dynamic because you know you don't have 500 employees it's like you know you need everyone to bring the value because at the end of the day what they bring is what you get and you know so it's you you got to protect your your egg yep yeah for sure absolutely yeah man um 
Cool. So 150 members, you know, w- roughly like where were you at pre-COVID like membership wise and like, you know, like where, you know, it was it like a 50% cut. Cause I know like New York got it really bad. Um, yes. So we, when we, when we, we went out, our last day was March 16th where we were, we were, you know, told to shut down. So mm-hmm. we were shut down from March until August. So we, we were closed all, you know, all those months where we weren't able to open. Mm-hmm. So, you know, during that time I was training clients in like their, ha- you know, outside their house in the parking lot and, you know, in my driveway, you know, <laughs> so, um, you, you know, so, but as far as numbers wise, you know, at some point, you know, my, you know, my high, let's say my high number could, could have been around, you, you know, 225 to 250 and, you, you know, you know, and then obviously once COVID hit it, I mean, it went down to, you know, basically, yeah, you know, zero. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's almost, so, almost um, ground up again, kind of. Yeah. I yeah. And, it, and it's still starting to, you know, people, st- I mean, right now people are starting to, you know, really come back from it, but, you know, but I still have trainers who are doing FaceTime sessions with clients because they don't want to, you know, they're, they're good with not coming back, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, there's so, uh, people learned a lot of different ways to do things throughout COVID, you know, mainly Zoom and FaceTime and, you know, a bajillion different work from home jobs now. And yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So um, well, cool, Craig. Um, so, you know, with, with like, you know, your member base, you know, obviously, you know, you're trying to build back up and you want to get back to that, you know, you know, close to that original number, you know, what's what's like a target number goal for you either, you know, this year, the next six months, kind of like you know, you've been in business for a while, but obviously you don't, you know, you want to keep building. So what's kind of like that target number for you? Um, my, my target number is probably around two, it's, um, you know, you know, 200, um, you, you know, as these, you know, within probably, you know, depending on the, you know, you know, how the, you know, everything is going within the world as far as you know no one's you know no big outbreaks or anything like that you know we're on a pretty good pace you know where we gain you know anywhere from you know you could gain from six to ten new clients per month so i mean and that's and the you know and obviously you want to you know we might lose some here and there as far as you know retention goes but our retention rate is pretty pretty high I want to say it's probably around 85%. Uh, you know, once people get in here and, you know, you know, sign up, they, they tend to stay. Um, so that's probably where, you know, you know, I'd like to be is, you know, another, another, another 50 clients and. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, with, with like, you know, sales and stuff like that, you know, what kind of you know, potential clients and prospects are you seeing, you know, on a monthly basis come through your door? You know, you said things are starting to pick up. Obviously we know it's January, uh, well, February, I guess now, but you know, that that new, new year, new me thing is still kind of going on. So, you know, what's kind of like the the average amount of people you see on a monthly basis that um, are prospects or a weekly basis, if you, you know, depending on how you track it. Yeah. So let's, let's say, well, first um, it's funny because the, the big gyms, you know, like the equinoxes, the, you know, planet fitness lifetimes, those guys, January 1st, you know, everyone's banging down their door. For me, it takes two weeks for people to come in three weeks a month. My, you know, throughout my, you know, my 19 years, 
February and October are literally always the busier months of the year. So because um, with me here, it's you're setting up a personal training session. Um, so it takes a couple of weeks to, you, you know, they, they want to make an appointment, then they call. And, you know, by the time they get back and forth, you know, it's a it's a probably like a two week turnaround before they actually even, you know, step in the door. Um, and then once they do step in the door, then it's, you know, then I feel like then those are the real people who we're going to be able to maintain, you know, because I get a, you know, I'll get, you know, let's say I get 15 calls. Hey, I want to come in. I want to see what you're about, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you know, half of those calls won't, you know, those guys won't even come in the door, you know, yeah. but, um, for me, the biggest, you know, the biggest sales or, you know, marketing tool that I have is just referrals. I mean, you know, over the course of years, um, you know, it's, it's really just, you know, word of mouth, you know, I have a friend who wants to train, I have a sister who wants to come in, you know, that's, that's really how, you know, for me is the most, you know, uh, the best, uh, you know, potential client. Yeah, absolutely. I know that, that word of mouth and, um, you know, like it's, it's like more organic, more value in between that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, organic word of mouth is always, you know, usually the best because, you know, it's people coming from the actual facility versus like, oh, hey, look, there's a, there's an ad and, you know, like two weeks free. And, you know, if you like it, then, you know, there's a discount on this and, you know, the list goes on, but. Yep. And then when the, yeah, you know, when the discount or these, these promotions over, then, it, then, then they're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I, I, I try to do is I save that for like the big clubs and like, uh you know that's that's one of the things i learned is to just kind of like kill you know stop doing deals and promotions and just you know once they come in then they're you know they you know there's no surprises they know what they're you know they know what they're getting right yeah and it's like and once you start doing discounts you know like you mentioned it's like people like oh like i'm just gonna wait maybe he's gonna do another discount and another discount and this and this and it's like no no i'm not gonna do that anymore yep yeah. And then it's like, then it's, you, you know, you're just continuing to do that. And it's just, you know, you're just undercutting yourself. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with, with people coming into the facility, you know, uh, are you currently doing any like paid advertising or marketing? I do. I do stuff through either like Instagram and Facebook ads, as far as, you know, paid, paid advertising. Um, but you know, I used to do, you know, like local papers or, um, you know, like penny saver type uh, ma magazines and ads and things like that. But I totally cut out all, all of that. And I only do, you know, inter any, any type of internet marketing or, you know, social media. Um, you know, that's really where I'm putting the, the advertising dollars. Yeah. Um, and how, how do you feel that that return is working out for you as far as like, you know, what you're getting? Um, I, I mean, that's the that's the best return, you know, besides the word of mouth, you know, social media and, you know, you know, Internet advertising is just, you know, the way to go, I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every everybody's using marketing nowadays. So it's like you got to keep up with, you know, the ever evolving times and, you know, people are getting so creative nowadays with all these influencers and you know people coming into the gyms and you know so on and so forth so it's like it's such a powerful tool that 
it's going to be kind of like a way of the future, you know, if it's not already there. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I've fortunately actually work with one, you know, a local influencer, you know, she's got a couple hundred thousand followers and, you know, she'll post videos and, you know, uh, of training and, you know, you know, creates a lot of buzz. It's, yeah. it's, it's definitely good brand awareness. Um, yeah. And, um, but again, you know, social media is really the, just the, the way to go. Yeah, the bread and the butter. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So Craig, with your, your, you know, 200 member base goal right now, you know, where is there a timeline of when you would like to see that, you know, um, whether it's the end of this year, you know, in the next six months, you know, do you have a time frame of where we'd like to see that happen? Yeah, I, I mean, that would be a good year, to, you know, year to year um, goal is, you know, you know, increase by 50 every, you know, if I increase by 50 every year, you know, I, you know, I have no complaints. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And obviously keep attrition, you know, super low. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's really the key. And, you know, and, and again, that's my staff and that's the, you know, those guys are the ones who, you know, as far as retention and, you know, you know, relationships with clients and, you know, maintaining, you know, client satisfaction that, I mean, that's, that's really key. Yeah. So, uh, so with, with the paid advertising, is that something that you're just kind of doing on your own? Do you work with like a marketing agency or just have you like, you know, learned YouTube, how to like do all that kind of stuff? <laughs> I do. I kind of do both. I do. I I've, I've learned, I've learned how to do some stuff on my own, but I do for years. I've been working with this one, you know, marketing person who kind of will do my, you know, will, she can kind of, uh, she's done my website. She's done my, um, my ads, my social media, like, so she could, she could do that. And then sometimes, you know, if I, if I'm in a rush or I want to just get something out, then I'll, you know, I'll post it or I'll, you know, run a, a promotion, so I kind of do, I, I kind of go both ways Got it. as far Got as, uh, as far as that goes. Cool. You know, Cause I, I want to, I want to have the ability to kind of set up promotions in advance with her and then also just uh, have the ability to kind of just say, Oh, you know what, let's just jump in and throw something out there. Got it. And you say you've worked with this person for, you know, quite a few years now. So yes. Yeah. What, um, um, I think you said she, um, is she, yes. you know, like, you know, have you guys, you know, always seen eye to eye? Has there been like some differences when it comes to certain marketing? You know, has there been times where there hasn't been production? Um, or for the most part, have you guys, you know, pretty much seen, you know, straight arrow throughout the, the time? Um, yeah, you know what? I mean, this is what she does. So, so you, you know, her name's, <laughs> her name's Rita. I don't want to keep calling her she, but um, yeah, um, she, Rita, she, you know, she has an advertising company and a marketing company. So listen, my expertise is training and you know running a gym yeah. so i'm gonna always defer to her and you know we kind of go back and forth but if i say hey i want to get this email out or this this you know um you know this is what we're doing out then you know she'll say all right this is what this is the way we should go and um you know and that's 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 really how we work so we work we work well together good awesome oh always good you know if you're button heads then it's kind of like you know, it, it just makes things difficult. Yeah, there's no, you know, if you're going to work with somebody or to help promote your business and you're not getting along or, you know, idea wise that you're not getting along, then it's, it's, it's time to, it's time to move on. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I always agree with that. <clears throat> uh, 
Well, cool. Um, one thing I wanted to ask, you know, let's talk bigger picture with, you know, Define Fitness. You know, obviously you've been in the game for a little while now. So yep. you've, you've, you know, I, I hate this word, um, not like exit plan, but like, what is your end goal with, you know, you, you said, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, you, you know, thought about doing like the, the multiple, but then, you know, some things, you know, happen there. What's kind of like, if you were to step back and if you were to say, you know, in the next three years, if you're in the same spot you are currently, is that something that you're satisfied with? Or do you want to be at another level by the end of those three years? Uh, okay, so, you know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty. So, so I, I, you know, I've done the, all right, let me open up multiple facilities, mm-hmm. uh, be, be, you know, at, at a time and let me, let me see how that goes. Um, and unfortunately it always comes back to in, in my case and not, not everybody's case, but for me, it's hard to control like, let's say two facilities at one time and it, and it to be profitable or to be successful. Um, you know, I do have, um, the second facility I was opening up, it happened to be right in like 2008 when the market was crashing. Oh yeah. So that facility was based around, you know, uh, higher end clients, like being in a building with Morgan Stanley, being in a building with Bank of America, you know, so when those companies were going out of business or, you know, doing huge layoffs, uh, you know, fitness wasn't really like an important thing for them. So that's why I kind of have like a, not a bad taste in my mouth as far as that, but I just have a, you know, thought process where you know i couldn't split myself into two so no matter what i was doing you know in one location you know you know my senior management wasn't doing it the same thing in a in a different location so for me i feel like i'm good at one spot right now and i'm just trying to grow it as best as i can and then, you know, and then let's say in the next few years, I want to kind of, you know, ideally what I'd love to do is step away from my personal training part of it and okay. just kind of run the business aspect of it, you know, um, you know, that would, that, that would be a longer term goal for me because I do log probably, you know, anywhere from 30 to 35 hours of, of training, of training a week. But I also know that I am, you know, kind of the face of the business and I, you know, that is my thing, you know, as far as training and my specialty. So I do know that's it's kind of like a hard, <laughs> it's a hard thing to do to, to, to break away from. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you're putting in that many hours, that only leaves you with a little bit of hours to do admin side of things, business side of things, you know, marketing, yep. emails, follow-ups, customer complaints, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So it's like, yeah. you know, that you can definitely make it hard. Yeah. Um, you know, could, would would you ever, you know, again, obviously you said you've tried it and everything, you know, is it something that you would ever, you know, consider maybe when you're able to step back, focus more on like the business side of things and you're like, okay, like this is, this is running pretty good. You know, I'm not there 40 hours a week, 30 hours a week, you know, training, but I'm there in admin or, you know, training with the, the coaches or, you know, studio staff and things like that. Is it something you would ever maybe potentially reconsider down the road if you were, to say, hey, look, this is a, a blossoming, you know, flower. It's it's going great. You know, I don't have to do anything. You know, let's try something else. 
Yeah. Uh, my first reaction, if, if I'm being honest, I would say no, just because <laughs> yeah, just no. because I know, you know, listen, the, the, the industry is a, a, a tough industry. And, you know, if you're not one of like the big, the big guys like the Equinox and the Lifetimes and the Planet Fitness, it's, it's so hard to grow because of, you know, capital and, you, yeah. you know, unlimited funds that those guys have. So it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing to do. And, you know, uh, I just like kind of being the, you know, not the, just being, you know, in charge of this here and, and having all eyes on that and even being away with, you know, my ultimate, you know, being able to step back, but still kind of running things, you know, yeah, that would be my ultimate, ultimate goal. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. You know, obviously it's, you know, w would you say this with your, you know, current, obviously you want to grow, you want to get more members, um, <clears throat> you know, is it, you know, with your member base, is it to, you know, would you want to just get more members long-term? Would you want to, get your members to spend more money inside the facility um, or to retain them longer, you know, which one of those three yeah, is like um, most important. It would be just to retain them, you know, just to retain them, have them train, you know, you know, consistent, have them obviously see results, um, you know, but if people are training two to three times a week, you know, and, you know, they're seeing results, then there's going to be no reason why, you know, they're going to go somewhere else, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, if they're if they're happy. So that's, yeah, so that that would be the ultimate, you know, the ultimate goal. Just awesome. Yeah, no. Again, nothing wrong with that. Like you said, you have tried it. You know, you want to just maximize your current facility, and you know, just keep it sailing nice and smooth, and you know, step back just a little bit. That that that's that's the plan. Awesome, man. Uh, well, cool. It's been a great conversation so far. Uh, last couple of things before we wrap up. Um, yep. You know, I always love to ask this question, you know, if, if you had to give a gold nugget of advice to anybody out there that's looking to start their own facility, you know, whether they got money, they don't have money, they have a plan, they don't have a plan, they got offered a business such as yourself or not, you know, just what advice would you give somebody that's looking to start into, you know, their own boss, their own industry? Um, I mean, right off the top of my head, listen to, listen to everybody. Listen to everybody, listen to people who've done it before, more importantly, and, you know, take advice from everybody, whether it's good advice, whether people, it's bad advice, kind of weigh the pros and cons and all decisions. But, you know, for, for me, the longer I do this, you know, the more questions I ask, the more people I ask, I ask my accountant, I ask my best friend who's, you know, good business advisor, I kind of just... Um, you know, run things by everybody. Don't think you know everything, you know, because you don't. Because, you know, being in the industry or being, you know, you know, an owner or, you know, being, you know, in, um, you know, just being out there, you know, everyone's got egos, you know, and, you know, we think we all think we could do everything, you know, better than everybody. But for me, the more I ask, the more, you know, I question or the more I bounce things around off people, you know, the much more successful I become, you know, or I have become, you know. Yeah. So, you know, basically kind of, you know, it's being really open-minded. 
Yeah. Yeah. Being open-minded, being a sponge, asking questions and just kind of, you know, just, you know, just researching and doing, you know, doing your homework before you make a decision, you know, is really, is really key. But, but for me, it's just talking to people and bouncing ideas off of, uh, you know, you know, anybody who, you know, anybody who will listen to me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, like you said, networking and, you know, even though, like you said, you've been in the game, you know, quite some time, it's like, there's always ideas and new things that are bouncing off the walls to like, you know, I didn't think about that or, oh, I didn't really see it that way. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Cool, Mark. Absolutely. Yeah, Craig. Um, well, last thing that I have for you, Craig, is, you know, if people want to reach out to your facility, if they want to find you, Instagram, Facebook, social media, website, you know, how can they reach out to you? Sure. Uh, so my, um, my, my Instagram is uh, define and uh, define fitness and why so it's d f i n e fitness f i t n e s s and why that's my instagram uh and then i might um people can email me at c hatchet at definefitness.com and um you know i have a uh a twitter handle also and that's define fitness uh ny.com uh define fitness so it's d F-I-N-E-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. And uh, that, that's it. That's you can, it? You can get me You can get me any way you want. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, email. But everything is pretty much Define Fitness. All right. There you go. Well, for everybody out there listening, you know, check out Craig's facilities, um, Define Fitness in Albertson, New York. And I, and, I do a, and I do have a website also. I'm sorry about that. It's yeah. d-finefitness.com d-finefitness.com all right and also email um so again any out there if you're interested and want to check out a facility you know somebody that's gonna you know give you exactly what you're looking for and you know the the, the right style and not you know cookie cutter you know um craig's got to go to um and if this story inspired you in any way and you want to come on the show and you know talk about your perspective on fitness and then business we'd love to have you feel free to click on the link below and type out all your information and we'll be in touch but until then, y'all, that's another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. And Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free Leave Your Credit Card at Home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Bailey from the Exercise Place out of South Dakota. How are you doing today? Good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. Now, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run the exercise place, tell us a little bit about how you describe your visits to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Sure. I would say, you know, our business is a small town, close knit community based fitness facility. You know, it's not great, big, huge, tons of people all the time. It's everybody comes when it's convenient for them. 
um, different options, fun things to do. You know, we have a lot of friends come down there and meet up with each other, work out with each other. While you're there, you know, we might as well catch a tan if that's something you want to do or go sweat in the sauna. Again, something definitely to give a try if it's nothing you've ever tried before. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's quiet, but it's also clean and I think in a super friendly environment. So beautiful. So tell us a little bit like of a backstory. What were you doing before you decided to open your gym? And what was like, was there any particular moment in, in life that inspired you to become a business owner? Because I know earlier you mentioned that, like you knew that you always wanted to own a gym. Yeah. So before we actually bought and opened the facility, I was going to school. Uh, I was doing medical transcription, something I love. I love doing that. I'm 27. So I was trying to find a pretty steady job. I was thinking that owning a gym was completely out of my dream reach and doing then what I felt would be my next dream job. And I had run boot camp classes, fitness classes, um, CrossFit classes. I was in the military for six years, so I'm used to doing you know, harder exercises. I did not and will not say that I enjoyed boot camp, but the exercises and the workouts give you a whole new perspective on how to take certain workouts and that you can push yourself farther. And I really enjoyed that. And before buying the gym, I was still trying to include that mentality into my workouts. And when we moved to Garrettson in 2019, we checked out the gym here in town. And like I said, it was a little scary. Definitely someplace that if it was still open and running, you may need a COVID shot before going into. But, but I mean, it had everything you needed, workout equipment. And I was just running boot camp classes up there with one of my girlfriends. And she just had mentioned that the gym owner was possibly looking to retire and to text him and see if he'd be willing to sell. And on a whim, I walked home and I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I did. And I just was like, Hey, do you ever want to sell your gym? Because I would love to buy it. And like I said, you know, it was like 30 minutes later, he comes back with an offer and when to close. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'd love to do it. Let's do this. And then I was like, Oh wait, I have a partner. I better tell him that we're purchasing a gym. <laughs> in a business. So, so of course I said yes. And I mean, the fiance got to say what he wanted to, but I knew we were going to go through and buy it anyways. But that's kind of like the backstory of it. So one important, something that I think is cool about your story is that the conditions weren't necessarily perfect when you decided to purchase and open the gym. So for the business owner that may be waiting for all the stars to align or something like that, can you kind of talk about like what was happening like when you decided to to open a gym because we were still very much so in the middle of a pandemic yeah I would definitely say don't wait you know when I when I joke and say the building was very horrifying we still own that building and it's a complete gut job so if you can imagine micro dirty jobs sort of thing very something that you would look at and overlook instead of looking at it as a starting point. And like you said, yeah, we were head on in COVID. Um, a lot of people were nervous to work out. That made us nervous and concerned about 
having enough members to, for one, make sure that we not only break even, but excel. And so when people say they are, why well, I, I don't know if that's, I don't want to say good enough to start there, but I would say the lowest at the totem pole is the best place, or at least a great place to start first. You know, in a year, we ended up moving from a 1,200 square foot little dive into a almost 15, 1,600 square foot brand newly remodeled facility that's clean, it's open, it's inviting, it's friendly, while the other place was not more drab, you know, somewhere you didn't want to go. So to answer that question, you know, yeah, I would just say go for it. If the opportunity arises and, you know, everything in yourself is telling you to go for it, except maybe like a little bit of anxiety or nerves, I would just go for it anyways. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. So when you guys bought the gym from the owner who's about to retire, did you inherit, did you lose members or did you inherit some members to start things out with? Well, actually both. So the old gym owner was more of a friend to members than he was a gym owner. So a lot of members either wouldn't be paying full membership dues. They wouldn't be paying them on time. He didn't have a system of payment except a slot through the door where they just drop off a check. And if they happen to remember to pay, so like it sounds horrifying. And let me tell you, it was. (laughs) So we, when we enforced immediately, like, hey, we got to get everybody straight across on the board. We added, you know, senior discount, military discount, uh, student discounts to, to make it not so scary for a member who hasn't been paying in 16 years to suddenly start paying, at least there was options. So we lost, I would say, five, but then we might have gained a whole new brand new five, but we lost five who didn't want to pay after not paying, which kind of stinks. It's kind of a bummer. We we tried everything we could, you know, to bring them back and, hey, we have programs. We can work with you. We're willing to work with you. And so it was kind of a kind of a scary first couple months for sure. So were there any other changes that you guys had to make? Did you say they were like dropping their checks in a Dropbox? Yeah, in okay. a in a door. Okay. So <laughs> straight in an office door. <laughs> what other upgrades did you guys make just to help to streamline everything and help everything run a bit smoother? Yeah, so I am a old school. I like paper receipts. I like seeing somebody he was again he was a great gym owner when he was in his prime I think he just got tired so I really hope like it's not coming across that I'm like bashing him or anything he's great we get along with him phenomenally um but we we did tell him you know there was things that we had to change so like the receipt for an example like I told you before I have no background in business whatsoever I worked in customer service a few years I work in the medical field but nothing in running a business. So I had to sit down and really go through all these Google answers of how to run a business for dummies. And (laughs) one of the main things I said was receipts. And I was like, oh, I love receipts. So every member that I had come in, you know, they actually had to fill out like a membership form, something Mm -hmm. that he wasn't doing, you know, fill out the proper paperwork, waivers, rules forms, things like that. When they come in and, you know, they pay me by the certain time frame that's due or pay the exercise place, 
I print them off a receipt. They don't want a receipt. I keep the receipt. So I know I have this printed hard copy. You know, you can trust computers and online so far, but I, I like to have that, especially on hand. You know, we upgraded that. The entrance system to the old exercise place was a key card system. But at the time, I think there was like close to 700 access cards that had been given out in this time frame. Mm -hmm. So we had all these people with all these active access cards and no names on the files, nothing. So we didn't know <laughs> who was coming in, when they were coming in. I mean, we had damage done to the old facility and we couldn't track down who had done it besides the cameras. So we upgraded to a pin system, you know, if pick your pin, you put it in, come on in. We added security cameras where we can see what time you came in with your access code. We can see it on the cameras. Um, upgrading equipment. I'm actually having two more pieces of equipment set up and delivered this weekend. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, we added the tanning and the sauna, something again, Garrettson kind of had, but it didn't have. They've never had a, a business that you could just go in and, well, they've never had a sauna, but the tanning they had, but you had to set up by appointment only. And so that became a huge need. So adding, you know, a level five high pressure stand-up bed, level four lay down bed. So if you want to stand, you want to lay, adding the infrared sauna. I'm not somebody who likes to be warm too often, but it's a huge hit. Some people really, really enjoy it. And the health benefits of them are amazing. Um, so I'd say those are some like the main things that we've updated, upgraded and changed. Yeah, they sound like pretty major upgrades to me. Yeah, pretty big, pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let, let's talk a little bit about how you guys grew your membership. I believe uh, pre-podcast, you told me that you came in with around maybe 45 members. Yeah. And you're able to, you've been able to grow the gym well past 100 members. So right. what are some of the things that you did for marketing that worked well? And on the flip side, what are some of the things that did not work out so well? I gotta say definitely Facebook was a huge, huge improvement. Um, it never had a Facebook page. And you know, 20 years ago, Facebook wasn't as popular as it is now. You know, we'd like to say maybe the next step would be like an Instagram page, possibly. But as of now, I, I like the Facebook, that platform, you know, you, you can do those like, share, comment posts for a free something that encourages members to participate in the sharing and expanding and broadening your business where, you know, they kind of feel intrigued that they might get something in return. And whether it's even coming down and just seeing me and checking out the gym or, you know, Hey, I, I want a free membership. When we did that, the first time we started the Facebook page, it just shared across the board. I mean, different towns, different cities, and the member, the, the prize at the end was a free 30 day. They could tan, they could use a sauna or use the gym. Loved it. You know, they, they really appreciated that them doing something for us, they actually got something in return and it didn't cost them anything. So I would say Facebook was huge, you know, but then you also got to take into account that there's older members. You know, we do have a senior um, community, especially around here. These people have been here for years and years and years. So the phone book, you know, I know a lot of people don't know much about phone books. We added our thing in the phone book, took off. Um, 
in our in our logo you know we put our our names our phone numbers again set it up set up flyers that was huge i can't really say we haven't had something not work because everything so far has worked um you know just step by step i recently just uh wrote into our community newspaper and was like hey can we throw our logo and our phone number and names in there can we do that absolutely you know so i'm hoping that that takes off that might be the one that doesn't but i'm really hoping <laughs> you know yeah. but yeah just simple community resources of asking asking around and what would you like to see from us and then us following through with that or trying to do that you know yeah that really helps yeah so as your gym continues to grow are there some avenues that you're thinking about learning more about yeah definitely like you and i had talked pre-podcast questions the nutritionist side like i like i and personal training side that's huge a, a lot more people than you know even i realize want help and they're not scared to ask for help but you want to make sure that you have the correct knowledge and ability to answer those questions to make sure that that member and that person stays safe. So I think like the personal training, nutrition, that's become a huge, huge thing right now. You know, you cannot outwork a bad diet and that's as true as it comes. So the nutritionist or nutrition standpoint, I'd say is huge. I'd love to get that aspect going. Connected to our gym is a really awesome coffee shop and, you know, possibly having her, you know, making protein shakes and you know things like that selling our own uh protein or supplements or things along that board i'd really like to expand towards that nutrition side and along the personal training side and i really like kids and so i really also want to enjoy and be able to offer kids programs something that hasn't been offered here you know where kids can come for two, three days a week during this time, there will be supervised trainers available watching them, helping them, playing with them, but in a, in a safe and exhausting way, you know, <laughs> pushing tires. I mean, anything, climb up the ropes. <laughs> That's cool. Exhausting before they, they go back home to their parents. I was going to say, yeah, wear them out a little bit. <laughs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about what does your day-to-day -day look like as the owner? And what are some of the most important things that you do consistently every day? Sure. So right now I actually run a group workout class every morning. So wake up 4.45. I'm there by 5. I pre-make the workouts the night before. We have class from typically it's scheduled at 5.30 to 6.15. This morning, for example, we went a whole 25 minutes or so over, which they don't mind. They have the, the option to leave. So we run this workout class. Um, as the gym owner, you also do need a life balance, kids, family, work-life balance. There we go. So, you know, I got a three-year-old. I have a five-year-old. I have a fiance. I have a puppy. I have three cats. Like, <laughs> I, I come home then, you know, from the gym. We get ready. We go to daycare. Go back up to the gym and it's I like to go through everybody's accounts, make sure everything's up to date, everything's accurate. Um, I, I have a lot of people that reach out, like I said, through Facebook, hey, are you available for me to drop in for a membership for a tour? I'd really like to see what you guys have. 
sure thing. You know, some days I'll have five people come through the door that are brand new. And, and then some days it's super quiet. And especially like I told you, it's like negative 17 here. So I'm not expecting it to be crazy busy these next couple days. But it's, you know, and then I'll spend time cleaning. I have a fantastic gal that comes in and she takes care of the facility for me. And she is 10 out of 10, huge lifesaver. Um, just making sure everything is in working order. Everything is clean and sanitized. I am a huge believer in germs and the nastiness of germs. <laughs> it's flu season. And so like deep cleaning, extra things, you know, making sure that Yes, I ask my members and tell them when you're done using something, clean it. Sometimes you forget we're human. We all do it. So I might clean or advertise on Facebook. You know, if we have new lotions coming in for the tanning beds or like this weekend, getting new equipment coming in, advertising. And that's basically it. It's really, really, every, being a gym owner is like a dream come true. It's like a dream job and it's not what everybody thinks it to be. I mean, some people, obviously their schedules may and probably differ from mine, but it's, it's, it's just like not even work. Hmm. I mean, just, you know, hanging out with people and being able to expand their horizons and fitness and health. And it's, if you talk to one person a day, you might have changed that one person's whole life view on something, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's like my day to day. Pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the future and what's in store for the exercise place. What are your biggest goals for 2023 and beyond? Like how, what would you like to see change get better? Well, let's see. Even though we just moved into this facility, it would have been 2022. I would like already for 2023 to have purchased like a new lot of land for a bigger facility. Really? You know, our, our, our facility is big, but it's, it's already, it fills up fast. If, if enough members come in at the same time, you know, I think known busy gym hour is like 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. You know, so during that time, it fills up fast. 2023, I'd really like to have a set in stone project of building a new facility. You know, if, if that's something that gets pushed on the back burner to 2024, then going back and refocusing totally on the personal training, the nutritionist, adding more programs, adding more options, creating that all those options for challenges of when somebody comes in, it's not just an open gym, but they can come to a burn boot camp session. They can sign up for a personal training session. They can come outside and do one of the outdoor workouts, things like that. I'd really like to expand and push for things like that to take off this, this year. Yeah. 2023 is the year of health and fitness and we're sure. Yeah, let's go. So, what about for yourself? Like, do you want to see your role in the business evolve or change in any way? I don't, I really don't think so. We would like, as of now, it's just me and my fiance, Chase, that work at the exercise place. It's just us two. You know, I have the three-year-old, I have the five-year-old. 
I said they are awesome, awesome helpers and they're a lot of fun, but we are trying to hire somebody now, hopefully in the next couple months to come in and take over that gym attendant, the front desk position where we can focus then more on maybe not just being like laid back owners, but then, but then the personal trainers, the trainers, the instructors, the mm -hmm. sort of thing. So I'd say I'd like to obviously remain like the owner, but yeah. you know, give myself different titles of different options for different things for people to do and have access to. I gotcha. So really just like increase the value to your members. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Bailey, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. I do have one more question for you, though. So knowing what you know now and thinking about all of the experiences that you've gone through and what you've learned, what's one piece of advice that you would have given yourself before you guys decided to open your gym? To understand that failure is always an option and it's always going to be there just not to go that path that what is that one from high school you know you miss 100% of the shots you never take that's something I would have told myself if I could go back and say hey do this you know there's certain options I could have done in the beginning that I didn't I was too scared to do it I was too scared of failure and I was just like it's it's looming there and I don't want that to take over us so yeah I would say just just go for it whatever it is whether it's talking to myself or talking to you or anybody else, just go for it. I mean, you might walk outside and trip and fall. I mean, it's, there's always a bad thing that can happen, but you, you won't know, you know, just do it. Yeah. So like she said, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. Yeah. Thank you for sharing Bailey. It was really good to have you on this episode, but before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. I am located in Gerritsen, South Dakota at um, 508 South Depot Avenue, Suite 1. So any of your local South Dakota needs, give me a call and stop down to Garrett's and check out the Devil's Gulch and Split Rock and the Palisades. And it's a good time. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. 
What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Richard Hutton, owner of CrossFit Fiend in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Richard, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Doing well. Happy to be here. Awesome. We're super excited to have you on. Before we you know, dive into the gym, first, tell us about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Well, I was um, in the middle of personal training and really losing the drive of, I enjoyed that for a lot of years, um, but it just wasn't enough. You know, the, the personal training one-on-one, that's a grind. It's, a, you know, always looking for new clients and trying to keep the ones you have because it's one-on-one sessions. Yes, it pays well, but you have to just grind and grind and grind. And, you know, while you're helping maybe 10 to 20 people a month, I started really just losing that drive and wanted to help more people, you know, fitness. I always love to say like, you have to do this for more than money. Like, so I want to help as many people as I can. And, you know, you, you start thinking CrossFit classes. If you can help 15 people in one hour, as opposed to one to two, that's a big jump. So, you know, and then, you know, just, caring and wanting that for people that's really what CrossFit spoke to me so I had an opportunity when a gym went out of sale and had a lot of equipment like everything you would need to start a CrossFit gym for a really really good deal so I just jumped on the opportunity and uh, it was right whenever oh COVID was trying to put the fitness industry out (laughs) for good so I had my insurance lined up and that didn't work out but then it was a blessing in disguise as twice bitten owner. He was trying to get out of it and go to more of an online thing. Um, so he called me. He was my actual first trainer whenever I started in fitness. Called me and asked me if I'd like to take it over. I jumped on the opportunity. Um, and here we are today. We're going strong. We're two and a half years in, still growing, doing good, really happy with my choices getting messages from my members that really appreciate me tells me that I made a lot of right choices in the last two years so that's awesome yeah I can't wait to hear about how you kind of transformed the gym and have been able to keep it running for years now but tell us kind of like the elevator pitch for CrossFit Fiend how do you describe the gym to someone who's never been in before and the services that you offer I love CrossFit Um, I always say you know CrossFit works. Anybody can do it. Might not be for everybody. The methodology of CrossFit works. You know, here at CrossFit Fiend, we care. We, you know, first thing I ask you is, what do you want out of CrossFit? You know, are you a good fit? I've actually sent people to other CrossFits because I felt like they were better fits. I've actually sent people to the weight room that's attached that need more of a one-on-one, you know, I, I always say this, like my coaches care. That's how I hire them. If I hire a coach and the first thing they say is I want to make money, then they're not really for me. Like you have to give a shit. Sorry about the language, but <laughs> that is that is the key to being successful in fitness because this is hard. People want to know you care. Um, we get results because CrossFit works, you know, I make my coaches take nutrition advice and give it out to people and just really help them. Um, 
the pitch for CrossFit Peen is always going to be community. I feel like any CrossFit can use that, but it's also big that we're 24 hours. So say a nurse who has crazy hours can come in at midnight and still get her deadlifts done. That's really huge for people. Having a daycare as opposed to kids just sitting on the side watching, getting bored and a little hectic on the side that I've seen in most CrossFit gyms really helps. Uh, just little things like that, you know, there's a lot of CrossFits. They're not the competition. I always say other CrossFits aren't the competition. There's 8 billion people in the world. Our competition's more the McDonald's than Carl's Jr. and the stuff that are right down the road that are keeping people feeling like crud sitting on their couch all day than other gyms. So that's usually my pitch. Usually I just let people talk about them. What do they want? And then if it's something I can help them with, I'll gladly help you with. This is our prize. Like, yeah, I think that's an awesome philosophy. Um, and so you inherited this gym or you bought this gym that was already existing. So what was that like? Did you have an easy time, a hard time making that transition? Did people, you know, take to it right away? Or was it kind of a, a learning process how to? So the owner, whenever he was doing it, he didn't want people to know because it was a month's process, you know, going over books and all that. So what I did was just start coming to random classes introducing myself, not telling anybody, I'm just a normal CrossFitter like you. I have no interest in buying this. We're just going to work out together, have fun, started making friends, started talking, started learning about them as much as I can, just asking another question. That's always my philosophy. The first question is always, how are you doing? Then something else. How's the kids? How's work? So, you know, doing that, getting to know people, and then all of a sudden one day, oh, yeah, I'm buying it. They were, oh. And, you know, talking to them now, they're like, I think you handled that really well, just coming in and being one of us first, as opposed to just, I'm buying it, it's my money, I'm taking over, we're going to do what I want to do. I wanted to learn what was going on in this building before, so I don't come in and this is my way or the highway type thing, like, no, like, y'all have been doing this for years together, I want to join, like, I love what y'all are doing here, so let me be a part of it for a while. And then, oh, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm still one of y'all. I still join the classes. I still go out with them. We still have fun. But, you know, now I write the paychecks. It's about the only difference. That's really smart. I think that's smart. Instead of just coming in as, you know, the guy that's taking over, like you started as one of them, you trained with them, you got to know them before making that transition. So I'm sure that made it so much smoother. I think that's super smart. A good tip for the listeners um so how have you grown it since taking over like what's been your your strategy to get more members in the door be more involved um i learned that so i took over in october in november there's a there's a big competition in january and it's called ko in the okay um it's six people teams so october you know i was really nervous getting to know people still just working out as much as i can listening taking all the information and and then in November, I had six members who were going to this competition. And uh, at that time, you know, I'm still just green. I haven't, I know nothing. So I um, ask them where it is and I book a room. And whenever I show up, the joy on their face that someone was coming to watch them and them <laughs> telling me like the old owner hasn't came in like four years to any of their competitions and just Hearing that and seeing it, I realized that that's all people want <laughs> is someone to care. Like, and if you feel like someone you're paying cares more about than just your payment, 
and that's huge in this. So I really have ran with that. And if anybody is doing anything that represents my gym, I make sure I'm there. I make sure I have a good attitude. And, you know, I say it all the time, caring, just care. You can't teach that. That's just part of it, really. So if you don't care and you just want to make money, a small CrossFit business probably isn't going to work out for you because it is a lot of work. But if you do care and that feeds your energy system, then definitely jump in no matter how scary it is. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, I'm sure they felt like really part of a community when you showed up to the competition. So that's really important. Yeah, um, well, funny story, sorry. Yeah, no, but, you know, we did KO this year in January, last week. And like I said, it was me that went and watched them that year. Two years later, we had two teams go in it and we had over 20 people just from the gym come watch. So we're changing the community into more of a support. And I believe that's what's really making us grow and keep going. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a tangible way to see that your efforts are paying off. It is a stronger community. The attendance is coming up every every competition. That's super cool. Um, but someone who, let's say, moves to the area, how would they know that you're there? How would they um, know that you're an option for them? So, I mean, you know, we always have the advertisement usually going on Instagram and Facebook. You know, that's huge. That's It's not free, but you know, it's, it's worth it. You pay a hundred bucks for a week for the advertisement. One membership pays for that. Um, and just the best uh, way to get your name out there is to make it people's best hour of their day. If, if your members are having fun and all they're talking about is CrossFit, they're going to talk to what, 20 people a day. And if they're talking about CrossFit, they're going to mention you, they're wearing your shirt. They're going to tell people what they can do for them. They're going to bring them in every Saturday is bring a friend day. You know, some gyms do it every, they have like two weeks out of the year. I just make it every Saturday. You know, it's a partner watch, come in, bring them in, have a good time. Let them see, like, you know, what we're doing here and how, yeah, it's hard work. But when you're done, you're just excited about how fun it was. You know, and it's a, it's an hour of the day where the phone's down. It's about you. And, you know, I feel a lot of people are missing that part of life. And that is one thing that we really preach here. It's do it for you. <laughs> you know, you want to do this for you. It's too hard to do it for someone else. And, you know, you have to fill your cup up before you can pour in the others is what the saying is, I think. So really the word of mouth is always going to be your best way to advertise in the gym. Plus that's free. All you got to do is make them have fun make them interested and want to talk about it. Yeah, I think that's really smart that you do uh, bring a friend every Saturday. I think when there's one like promotion, like every few months, it's easy to not know that it's happening or to forget about it. But to know like on any weekend, if you don't know what to do, you can always bring a friend to the, to the gym. And I think that's really cool um, and predictable. Reminding our members every Wednesday at the whiteboard, like, you know, this Saturday, bring a friend, got this workout going on, this person's coaching. Because, you know, everybody has their favorite coach. <laughs> so. <laughs> Those people are going to bring their friends to their favorite coach because they're going to, they want their friends to join. They want it to be fun, you know. And my philosophy is if I'm friends with you, you're friends with them, I'm probably going to be friends with them. So bring them. And let's, let's grow that way. That way you're building a team that whenever you're going out on Friday night, you're going to call them people. That's the way to do it, I feel. so. Yeah, totally. And then you also mentioned you do use Facebook and Instagram ads. 
How has that been for you? Do you notice that that brings in a decent amount or is it, has it been worth it? You get a lot of leads, <laughs> but I mean, it's worth it. You know, if you sign one up on a hundred dollars, that's worth it. It's, that's more getting your name out, I feel. You know, marketing can be watching, uh, setting up your website to get more Google hits is, I feel better than worrying about an Instagram or Facebook um, post. One of my members told me, and he, that's what he does, is a um, little bit of advertisement. And he's like, uh, you know, you kind of want to be too busy to be messing around with social media. <laughs> that's a good one. But, you know, it's it's also nice when you're on your phone and you see your ad for your gym come up because you were into fitness. So kind of hit and miss. I've had some that are really good. I I learned a lot because when I first did it, I would put, you know, some of our best athletes doing a muscle up. Well, you know, my grandma doesn't care about doing a muscle up. You know, what she does care about is picking up her kitty litter. So getting one of our older members doing, a, let's say, a 60-pound deadlift. That resonates with more people than my best member doing a 315-pound squat clean. So I learned the hard way on that. My first advertisements were getting nothing just because it, it was, I, you know, I love CrossFit. I love the competitive aspect. And I was putting those people up. And, I mean, you know, CrossFit's more about health than it is competing if you break it down and you want to be successful in business. You're going to have more members that don't ever want to compete, just want to come in, get a good workout in, and improve their life as opposed to the ones that we call fire breathers that are just coming in and crushing workouts and doing handstand walks and rope climbs and all that. That's not appealing to the vast majority of people. So my last few ads, it's going to be more of one of my older members deadlifting or, you know, a group of people smiling together, giving high fives. That's that's more intriguing to a lot of people than muscle ups and handstand pushups and stuff like that. So that was a big lesson learned after about a year of messing up and just throwing money at Instagram. Yeah, it's definitely a learning curve and, and you'll find like the the flash era stuff, the athletes is like cool, but is it going to bring in those general population people who are probably intimidated by the gym? Probably yeah. not. And so that's like one of the, the hard things to learn, but yeah, it's good that you, you figured it out early on. Um, but tell me about like the goals for the gym now. So you've had it since 2020, where do you see it in the next you know year? What's the big goal for 2023? 2023, um, the goal is to add 20 to 25 stable members. So that's to get them by April and keep them through 2024. That's mm -hmm. the big goal this year. Um, Long-term goal is to get stable enough to buy the building. Mm -hmm. We want to own the building, to, you know, it's not, not fun paying rent. And then Retirement goal is to own the building, sell the CrossFit, and lease the building. So then we can retire. You know, um, when I first started, you know, writing my business plan, really had no idea what I was doing. But I still believe this goal is my main goal every year, and it's to have 100 to 150 of my best friends come and work out with me daily. <laughs> so that is really what 
gets me up early in the morning and keeps me here cleaning the bathrooms late at night because you know having a hundred friends come visit you and work out and have fun i don't work a day ever it's yeah. about fun and just bringing that kind of attitude to this community is really the main goal you know financially all that other stuff just yeah, stuff that we got to do but <laughs> I think that's like every gym owner's goal is like have a place to work out with all of your friends and you know just have it just just be a strong community where you all you know are passionate about the same thing so that's awesome but what would you say is like the biggest challenge you face right now or the biggest bottleneck in the in the uh, gym that's kind of keeping you from reaching those goals biggest challenge hmm. it's I mean like I said, the biggest challenge is the outside world. And, you know, COVID was huge. People are starting to get over that. Uh, a lot of people were terrified of being in public. That's kind of gotten better. Um, Let's say out of like getting people in the door, keeping them longer, staffing systems and processes, like out of those like things, what would you say is, is the hardest? Getting people in the door. Yeah. We just had Koloff Fitness open up, not a quarter mile down the road, and they're $5 a month. That's that's hard to compete with. Um, but like I said, it, there's a lot of people. It's it's getting out what you do. And really, in you know, my big thing is getting my people back to, you know, that there's that saying that. How do you know someone does CrossFit? Give them 30 seconds and they'll talk about it. Well, I like that. Like, I want them out there talking about it. If I can get one person to reach five people, those five people show up, all five of those reach five more people, you know, that's huge. And uh, that's why it was just in this year that we started to bring a friend every week and we've had someone come every week so far. Signed a couple up and, you know, that's going to really help. So yeah, definitely the biggest problem is getting CrossFit people in the door. And, you know, it's a lot of times when you look up CrossFit, you look up and you see Matt Frazier and Tia and them. And like I said, the general population, their biggest thing is I can't do that. Yeah. So we hear a lot whenever I talk to gym members. I'm like, you know, why don't you CrossFit? I think it would really help you. It's why well, you need to get in shape first. Well, that's that's like having the flu and saying let me get better before i go to the doctor that's not going to help you like <laughs> you need to come in here and let's get in shape and start from scratch if we have to but you know when you watch the games it's intimidating i mean i can see what those guys do and i'm just like wow <laughs> so you know while crossfit headquarters has really started to help affiliates more it's still intimidating when you see the best of the best doing what they do and you think that that's what's going on inside the box every day when it's just not so yeah definitely there, i <laughs> when i first built my website i should have had a professional but you know you don't have the funds coming in right off the bat so my motto on my website was that sucked what's next and that's still how i feel about crossfit but grandma doesn't even care about that so instead of that you know about six months ago it changed to CrossFit being the gym that can really change your life and then build on that on the website instead of that sucks. What's next? I have a member who actually has 
our logo and Matt sucked what's next on her calf. So it does resonate with people, but you got to be in CrossFit and understand that as opposed to why would I want to do something that sucks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's about, you know, getting the word out to your specific community that CrossFit isn't scary. It's not just for athletes. Like it can, it can be for anyone trying to get in shape, be stronger, feel better, you know? So I think that's probably a good place to start. Um, but Richard, what would be your biggest piece of advice to somebody who wants to own a gym someday? A lot of our listeners are prospective gym owners. Um, and if you could give them, you know, a word of advice going into the industry, what would that be? To care. I mean, that's when you break it down and, you know, when I say that, there's a lot of levels to that. You have to care, but you also can't care too much. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is say we have a member named Sally and she cares, but she doesn't care that much. And I care a lot for her and I'm just pushing her, pushing her, pushing her. I'm really pushing her away. When really it's, you know, you've got to care just a little bit more than them is what I always say. Just a little bit more to be like, hey, you remember whenever we first met and you said you want to lose 15 pounds? We've lost 10 and now you haven't shown up in a couple of weeks. So we're not going to lose this last five. And, you know, just caring about their goals and listening. The main thing that I had to learn, I am not a salesman. <laughs> listen. People love to listen and everybody has a favorite sound and about 99% of people, it's the same sound and it's their name. Everybody loves to hear their name. So whenever someone walks in, I kind of like coaches, you say their name, you ask them how they're doing and then you ask them another question. So whenever someone comes into my gym and says, tell me about CrossFit, I don't even tell them that. Tell me about you. What are you looking for? You know, and 90% of the time it's I want to lose weight or I want to get in shape. Okay, elaborate on that. How much weight do you want to lose? Because that's a really, you could be, lose one pound. Okay, don't drink a soda tomorrow. You could want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, well, what makes you come at the number 20? You know, well, I can do a pull up. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. You know, pull up. And I like to always say, you know, pull up. Why We can just get stronger. Well, can I just get lighter? And when you get them to say it, then they buy in. Like, oh, yeah, I could just lose some weight. And that's, and get stronger. And then it's quicker. And getting it to come out of their mouth is always the way to do it. Just ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. Once you have about five goals that they want, if you can help them, tell them how you can help them then tell them the price because then it's worth it. Yeah. You said you're not a salesman, but that sounds like a really solid, solid method there. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It, I wasn't a salesman. I want to say that. Yeah, you are. Yeah. It's a skill like everything else. You got to develop it. You just want to do CrossFit. It's so much fun. It doesn't look fun. <laughs> you, have to, you have to buy in for the fun to happen. So. Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really good advice. And I always like to leave on a positive note. And so tell me what's your favorite part about being a gym owner? Favorite part about being a gym owner is my goal. Like every day we have 40 to 80 people show up in good spirits, put their phone down. We're talking 80 people. Those 80 people don't have the same beliefs. And watching those people who you would see argue with their family at Thanksgiving come in here, have completely different beliefs, different backgrounds and everything, and get along. And you just sit back and watch it and know that you're 
leading that and you're changing the world is about as good a feeling as you can have. You know, I save a lot of messages from my members that are like, you know, I was about done, you came along and, you know, stuff like that tells you that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, you find your purpose and life gets a lot better once you do that. So anybody who's wanting to open a CrossFit gym, if you love people and you want to help them, then do it, jump in, because you will succeed. You, you, you only fail if you give up. And if you keep wanting to help people and you help people and they tell their friends and you can help their friends and that's just a chain reaction and it can keep going. It's a pretty amazing feeling going to bed at night knowing that you help enrich people's lives. Yeah, that's so true. I never thought about it like that. Like when else would those 80 people come together for a common goal outside of the gym? Probably never. And you know, you you facilitated that. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Religion, uh, politics, everything. You know, I've I've seen people talk about COVID and have completely different, but somehow in the gym, it's not an argument. It's just a discussion. Yep. It's pretty special. And, you know, without CrossFit, that doesn't happen. And the difference between CrossFit and a regular gym is the headphones. You know, we don't come in here with headphones and our own phone and try and stay away from people no it's come in we're all meeting at the whiteboard we're setting a tone my goal at the whiteboard is to get them the information and make them laugh at least once anytime I coach and if you can get people laughing they're willing to talk and just talk and you know if you don't have to agree to get along that's okay and I see that so many times whenever we go out like I'll rent a chicken and pickle spot and we have an 80-year-old talking to a 19-year-old and laughing and getting along. You just don't see that every day. And it's it's a beautiful thing. You know? That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. And I like that you brought that up. And that, that's like a note to wrap up on here. But before we do, tell us, where can we find you? What's your social media? What's your website? Where can people check you out? Um, the website's CrossFitFiend.com. Uh, social media is CrossFitFiend, I believe. And then I have my own. That's let me look it up. I never remember this. Richard underscore H underscore CFF. And then, yeah, CrossFit Fiend 20 is the business page. And then the Facebook is CrossFit Fiend too. Awesome. Again, guys, on Instagram, Richard underscore H underscore CFF. And follow CrossFit Fiend at CrossFit Fiend 20 on Instagram. Richard, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Absolutely. To all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.